Welcome to another episode on a hero podcast. We're on a hero. On a hero. That's us. We do things on heroes. Some things. Some things. We got some things. Some things. Not a lot. Some things. Some things. Like always, you know. I'm speaking right now. We outside. Yes. Outside. We got Vic and we got Mel here today. Gonna get it. Guys, what do you want to talk about? Uh, what's going on? Let's see. Did any of you guys um, see uh, Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead. I, I watched it last night. I did also. Uh, you guys period. think I didn't see it? Uh, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a good like popcorn flick. It really is. the The issues I have with it are more um, technical than I do with the actual overall like the story. Like I could care less about. The story, it's very general. You know, you're not, you know what you're going in for. Zombie yeah. in a heist movie. It's, just a, it's not rocket science here. Yeah. Um, having said that, I don't think Zack Snyder should shoot his own movies. He definitely needs a director photography because that shit looked horrible. <laughs> really? It looks pretty. It does. But the whole movie has like this thing where it's like focus and out of focus. So you have like the main person in the foreground like in focus and everything in the back is just blurry as shit and he does this throughout the entire movie and it annoyed the hell out of me that was a little There's weird something that he does in each of his movies that just bothers the hell out of me and that was it other than that it was fucking fun and you mean the slow motion thing no actually no the slow there wasn't as much slow motion in this one as like Watchmen or 300 or you know Justice League to an extent you know he was very restrained in that aspect um other than that it was yeah it was it was fun I I kind of feel like it was maybe overhyped a bit especially by him yeah I think it was a little overhyped um uh, other than that it is it's fun it's enjoyable if you go looking in for like a two plus hour you know shit was long you know Zombie movie, and this shit is long. It's like twenty minutes too long. Yeah, it is. Cut twenty minutes out of that movie. I'm like, yo, this movie's still going <laughs> crazy for yeah. a zombie film, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. For a zombie movie to be that long, uh, yeah. yeah. It was a. Uh, I I I didn't. I liked it, um, but I think a lot of uh, what Vic said, I agree with. I thought that you know, I knew what I was kind of walking into with it yeah i don't think it was better than his re his reshoot of uh dawn of the dead which is my favorite oh no, yeah i think that's that is yeah i think that's that is still his best movie i i don't i just feel like i don't want to say it because i like him as in i like him in some things but i don't know dave Batista. you can be real bro dave Batista didn't uh he didn't do it for me oh yeah he did yeah in this one he didn't do it really for me. <laughs> i mean I, I could just be nitpicking I could okay, be. No, that's fine. But, you know, I, uh, was he the lead? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that Netflix, they signed on to do two prequels to it. Yeah. They got a prequel film with the, the German character that uh, he's directing himself. And then there's an anime cartoon uh, that, that uh, takes place in like Vegas. So 
They really so, are trying to like make this like a, a franchise. And as the, as the movie finished, which obviously sets up for a sequel, I'm like, I don't know if this is franchise material. Yeah. It doesn't really seem like it, you know, like with, you know, we, we, I'll, you know, the only thing you could really compare it to is Romero's Dead series. Because that, you know, he just constantly made one after another. Not, mm-hmm. They're not all connected, but they all take place in the world where, you know, zombies are there. And he always, he always has some kind of political commentary, uh, you know, to go with it. Right. Um, <laughs> well, well, before we move any forward, can one of you guys give like a good summary on it? Just yeah. spoiler alert for everybody, because I, I didn't see it. It's not that complex. But yeah, it really isn't. It's like, it almost feels like a third grader came up with the storyline, and then Snack was like, or like his, buddy, like his kid came up with this. Yo, Dad, I got a cool idea for a movie. And then he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. This is genius. I'm in. So, um, it's like a coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave nice, Batista. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave Batista, the dad's like Dave Batista. <laughs> Zach was like, "No, I like it. He's in. I like it." I want you to get Ghost from Power too. Have him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, he was actually awesome. I enjoyed. Well, I like this character. Yeah, I forgot about him at the end. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So, so basically, it's. You know, really, you're not really sure what's exactly the cause of why these zombies exist. But I'm gonna like it. Obviously, has to do with something probably like alien esque, mm-hmm. which is why like he, he Snyder says his zombies are much different, which is why you'll have like more aggressive ones and the slow ones. Mm-hmm. But essentially, army convoys like transporting this big like secret and the all like through the Nevada desert. And at the same time, this couple that gets married, uh, you know, they're driving along and then <laughs> the, <cause>. the, guy, <laughs> the guy just starts, uh, the bride starts giving uh, the groom uh, some roadhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's obviously not paying attention. Excellent. So eventually you already know what's going on. Yep. Bam. Crash, explosion. Nice. The big tanker, you know, gets unleashed. Soldiers are asking for like, for like help. What should we do? And then over the radio, you hear you know they want to know if the you know, the package if it's open. And then they say yes. And he's like, listen, you gotta get out of there. You gotta run, leave, go now. So out comes this fast as shit, like essentially zombie, and he's just like destroying the entire platoon. And then you know he kills all of them. They start to reanimate. They start to like come back to life. And then once you when the camera pans up, you see that they're right over Vegas. What next is like an intro to the essentially the characters. Gotcha. And it shows that basically during the time, like as Vegas was like getting destroyed, Batista and his t- and he, and his team of like special forces heavies, they go in, they rescue as many people that they can, um, like Secretary of Defense, a whole bunch of stuff, and you just see the city just get completely destroyed. Like airstrikes, explosions, the works. Mm-hmm. And in the process, he loses a member of his team. Like she goes to grab this, say this kid, which but which essentially is you find out is her daughter. And then she gets attacked by zombies, but the little girl doesn't want to leave without her, so she goes back. And it's like it's pretty sad. I'm not gonna admit, I was like, yo, this is pretty tough. Yeah. And they they, they they die, they die. 
So then it jumps forward sometime later. And basic plot is the owner of the casino, uh, Scorpion from Mortal oh, Kombat, makes a, little, little, makes a nice little appearance. He's got $200 million in his vault on the, in the casino. He's already ba- been paid by the insurance company. He's been refunded. So there's just like $200 million tax-free, undetectable money at the bottom of the vault. And he wants the Batista to get his team to go get it. So what happens next is just, a, you know, he just assembles a team of like all the people that was there with him and they go in, they hire a safe cracker, they hire some viral dude that just shoots zombies for fun. And <laughs> they decide to like go in and they hire this woman who's a, they call her the coyote, who sneaks people in to the, to Vegas to get money from like the slot machines so that mm-hmm. they can buy their way out. Because around Vegas is like this kind of like quarantine camp of like refugees that very much mimics, you know, kind of like like immigrants coming in from like Mexico being detained Mm -hmm. in like the camps and holding like the kids. It's like very much mimics that kind of thing. They're being like like a little um, points like that. They're like shot to like quarantine and like uh, riots at the Capitol and. Mm. Like a little, like subtle, su- subtle jabs like that. Yeah, that I noticed. Mm. So, Continue, sorry, Batista's no, it's cool. Batista's daughter is a volunteer at this quarantine camp, and she's like trying to help everyone, particularly one 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 family in particular. She's really close to. The mom wants to go in to get money, but she's like, "Nah, don't do it. You, you know, you'll get killed. Like, this is my family. You don't know what I'm talking. You don't know what you're talking about. I can buy my way out." You know, very basic type shit. Mm. And so Tisa gets his team. They go in. He asks his, his, his strange daughter for help. She agrees. And then they all decide to get in. And then that's when you actually start to see that the walled off city of Vegas is not so much like, uh, what's the word, like a prison or anything like or, or anything like that for the, like these zombies. It's essentially their kingdom. There's a hierarchy here. Like, oh. the, the, yeah, the shamblers, like the, the slow ones, the ones that just are mindless or they eat or whatever. Those are like the lower tier. And then you have like what they call the alphas or like a little smarter. They're faster. Um, they actually can think. You can tell that they're, they're, they're not your average zombie, mm-hmm. which is pretty is pretty that that in, that aspect. I did find interesting. I, I, I was like, OK, that's different. I would like to see more of that. Like a lot of so, can they talk? No, no. All, 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 all. Everything is just like screeches or howls or screams or anything like that. So that they have sex. Yeah, it's apparently honest. they do. Yeah, apparently, they, yeah, they they get it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it's pretty. It's weird. It's really weird. A little odd. Yeah, I mean, it's what happens next is just very basic. They go in. They get. They they find the vault. German guy is very much into it and he's he unlocks it they get the money um and at the then one of the per- persons on the team who's uh, works with uh, with Scorpion he has his own agenda he wants to sell a piece of like the zombies to like the government cuz then you know the stuff is worth like millions and in doing so he actually kills uh lead zombie's uh wife pregnant like the queen 
chops her head oh. off. Oh. Yeah, and then you find out she's pregnant. Zombie. Oh. Yeah, zombie pregnant. Like he like goes in at her dead body and pulls out like a tiny little like baby zombie fetus, something like that. It's just no one wants to see that. Oh. Dark. Yeah. All right. So dead people can produce. All right. Yeah, yeah. Apparently in this world, yeah, dead people can produce. No, I I've 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 kind of asked myself a question um after I watched this movie and after yeah. I- I was kind of underwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. It didn't kind of meet my expectations. Um, the last like three movies we've talked about um, kind of felt the same. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder, am I asking for too much from these movies? Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat and now this. And it's like, um, should I lower my standards or should no? Should they yeah. just, you know? I mean, I honestly, when I think of it like that, it's basically if I was paying to go see these movies, then yes, I would I would have that kind of feeling that you have. Interesting. Okay. If I if I had paid like if I had paid to see Mortal Kombat, if I had paid to see uh, Army of the Dead, if I had gone to theaters to see these movies, yes, I would absolutely feel a little underwhelmed. Like this is not what I paid, mm-hmm. however much, like you know, twelve bucks, fourteen bucks to sit yeah. down in the theater and enjoy this movie. I feel like ah, right, you know, this is not worth my money. This is not <clears> worth my time. Right. So, however, since it's, you know, essentially free, you know, you can stream it, mm-hmm. HBO Max, Netflix, whatever. Um, the expectations of it being you know, very good are, are, I at least I said them pretty low. So that way I'm like, OK, you know, this is a movie I'm watching for free and yeah. I, I don't have to like spend money on it. I'm just going to go back, have a good time. If it's bad, if you know, if it's whack, uh, whatever, you know, not, no sweat of mine. I didn't pay for it. Right. Right. I feel, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I'm honestly like for a long time, I have kind of like low expectations all around for a lot of film, but, uh, I mean, that, that's yeah. what I, to say. I think what I'm trying to say is like, I kind of know what I'm getting myself into with a lot of films. So with like that mm-hmm. film with Godzilla versus Kong with Mortal Kombat, I know I'm, I know what I'm getting myself into Godzilla versus Kong, two big ass dinosaurs. I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be Forrest Gump. The same thing with like, you know, Mortal Kombat and and other films like there are some films that I've watched that I've been surprised how amazing it is, Mm -hmm. where it's like now in my top like 10 movies of all time, like The Town, like Looper. I'm like, wow, like amazing films. But with those films, I mean, yeah, I'm with with you, Vic. I don't set Mm -hmm. the bar too high. I know what I'm getting myself into. um, uh, And I think I have a lot more fun that way. If you yeah. know what you're going to watch, zombies, killing, cool. I'm not expecting uh, an intricate storyline with amazing character development. Mm-hmm. I just want to see some blood and gore and, and killing. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I think it all boils down to the person and, and how you how you view this film. Film, mm-hmm. you're probably, it depends on what's amazing. Is it Daniel Day-Lewis? Like, what are, right, what are yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> what, what are we looking for? The expectations, I think, are always going to be high, especially if it's um, if it's anything you know comic related, based yeah. on a, based on a on, you know based on a popular IP. It's all right. the expectations are always going to be high, right? Which, which is unfortunate. You know, it's it's, it's sad. It sucks. You know, right. something that you're a fan of that you enjoy, you want it to be good. You know, you have a vision in your mind of how it should look or how you right. want it to, you know, be. And then, you know, you get excited by the trailer and like, man, this trailer was dope. 
This is yeah. gonna be great. Right. And, and then, you know, when you when you watch it, it's just like, ah, oh, right. that's not what I wanted. Yeah, that's right. Which is exactly Mortal yeah. Kombat. The trailer was for that was amazing. And mm. I was like, this is I don't um, want to go back down that road. Um, <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Um, I read yesterday that uh, Keanu Reeves came out and said that he would like to play Wolverine. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. Vic, how do you feel? I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not about it. All right. Good. No, good. No, I don't think he should be playing Wolverine. Um, yeah, definitely not. I, I can maybe see him playing a different character in the Marvel universe, but. I think they need to recast Wolverine as a shorter, scruffier dude and Absolutely. just try to get closer to the comic books. Probably. Enough with the tall Wolverines. I mean, yeah. there's only been one, and Hugh Jackman like said it. And I think if you get another tall actor that kind of is his build, and Keanu Reeves is kind of his build. He's tall. He's white. I mean, like you know what I mean. I I think uh, I think Hugh Jackman already owns that. I think get someone shorter. Get like Scott Eastwood. Get him to play Wolverine. Like, he has the face. Ooh. He can do it. He doesn't have the voice, but he, um, he has the face. He has, like, the build. He can play Wolverine. If Keanu wanted to be in the, the Marvel Universe, he should have been Doctor Strange. That's a good one. That's a great one. I can usually see him as Doctor Strange, honestly. That More is. so than Benedict Cumberbatch. <clears throat> Even though he's done a great job, I think Keanu Reeves could have played that character pretty well since, you know, he could, you know, take some of that essence of like matrix of him being neo like being like yeah. an all-powerful type being and just relay that to being like a sorcerer i think yeah. it would have been very interesting dr strange but if he wants to join the marvel universe i'm all for it i'm not gonna say no to john wick yeah i think i can see keanu reeves playing mr miracle switch things up i can see him playing uh i can see keanu reeves playing hmm someone else in the marvel universe um, I can see with his like uh, athletic athletics and uh, and fighting background, like he knows how to do a little kung fu and and, and all that. He could probably play play Daredevil, cut his hair a little bit. He can act like a blind guy. I can see Keanu Reeves like playing that part as Daredevil. You wouldn't want the guy from the series. I would, but I mean, if they recast, I could see Keanu Reeves playing Daredevil. I would love for Charlie Cox to return as as Daredevil. But Absolutely. is there any update on those shows either, by the way? Well, they um they reverted back to Marvel, Disney. So they have the characters again. They have the like they have the licenses, they have the rights to those characters. Where they're gonna be, I don't know. There's like a rumor saying that they would appear in, in like future Marvel properties but not as their versions from the Netflix show. So essentially they'd be starting again with the okay. same actors and just like having, or just fitting their origins into the MCU, which is like, that's so stupid. Yeah, you, already set you, have a ba- you already have a built-in fan base that loves these characters. Just bring them, you know, just say they're the same person and make it fit. It's not like the, the shows weren't trying to fit into the MCU in the first place. They totally were. They referenced things that happened post Avengers. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't restart. Yeah. Just keep it fresh. Well, that works for nothing. Keep the same. Yeah. They did reference some stuff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They did that in Daredevil Season 1 with the Attack yep. of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they did that in Jessica 
Jessica Jones. Yeah, I'm one? pretty sure they did Jessica Jones too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not just bring it in? And especially if you have like the multiverse of madness, just make it make exactly. it work. Don't recast the X Men. Bring in Michael Fassbender as Magneto. He's old enough. <laughs> play it. Same thing with uh, I keep forgetting the guy's name who played uh, Professor X. Oh, McAvoy. McAvoy from Split. Yeah, he's old enough. Like they can fit into that part now. They could. They can. They could do the middle-aged versions of Magneto and Xavier. Yeah, that makes sense. But, by the way, this Keanu Reeves thing, that's a rumor, yeah? Yeah, there's no way. Or he just wants to play that part. Is that what he said? I think I read that he said that he would like to play. Uh, Nah, he's bugging. Yeah. (laughs) Now, sit down. Now, think of something else. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to play the best other thing. One of the biggest cash cows in the Marvel industry, like Wolverine. Yeah, I would like to do that. Of course you would. Who would? Of course. Like, dead ass. Anyone would want to play that part. Oh, hey, give I want to be Spider-Man. Uh, I doubt it can happen, though. Uh, yeah. That's like wanting to play Batman. Yo, I heard that Jake Gyllenhaal would have been the Batman had he not done Mysterio. Really? Yeah. You know I'm what? I would have been mad at that. Me either. Me either. I don't that, think that's an interesting yeah. casting. Yeah. Mm. As the Batman. Instead his name of was always thrown around around the superhero stuff. Like his name was in that was always thrown around for like Superman, yeah. any other like DC characters. His name's always brought up. Yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised, honestly. Him and uh back in the day, Josh Hartnett, they really wanted to get Josh Yeah, Hartnett. yeah, that's true. Yeah. They wanted his name was absolutely thrown around for like Superman or Batman. I remember that. Yep. I used to read that in Wizard. Yeah, man. But jo- Josh Hartnett's a real one. He's like, I don't want to do any of that. He's like, I want to do indie films. You know what I you know what I actually just saw him in? He was in um I watched a documentary on HBO Max called uh Exterminate All the Brutes, and he was uh like an actor in it. Like they had um they portrayed like scenes. Yeah. It was like uh what what do they call it? Uh reenactments. Yeah, reenactment. He was a reenactment actor. Yeah. I was watching and I'm just like hey, that's so really familiar. And then after the first episode, the credits showed and showed Josh Hart and I'm like, oh, that's where he's been. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> you might remember me from Pearl Harbor. He's in the back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh Hartnett. You might remember some such films as Halloween H2O, Pearl Harbor, and that big hit, 40 Days and 40 Nights. That's I was literally going to say it. Classic. <laughs> classic film. So good. What was that, early 2000s? Yeah, it was like 2003. I remember when that came out. That movie was so good. I was so good. So much fun. They don't make films like that anymore. No. Um, you know what's another good one? Have you seen him in um, Lucky no. Number 11? I was literally about to say the same thing. I haven't. Oh man, the movie's so fucking good. You need to watch that. And I, I'm telling you, you will not be like upset. It's it's an amazing, amazing film. All right. yeah. movies, have been dis- movies have been disappointing me lately, so you know. nah, this one's not really this great. one. All right, not this one. This movie is so underrated. Yeah, it's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. The it's love ex- love was not given to this movie the way it should have deserved. Because like when I saw it, I'm like, yo, why wasn't this a big hit? This yes. is so yes. effing smart. Yes. My friend put me onto it when I was in uh, L.A. in like 2019 because I showed her Seven Psychopaths. 
And then she was like, oh, this reminds me of something. And then she showed me that film. And in the beginning of the film, you kind of have a feeling of where it's going. And then maybe 15, 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, no, I have no idea where, where it's going. It's fun. It's a good detective. Detective-esque. Detective-esque. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm in. You know what I was reading up on? I was um, not reading up on. I was watching videos on the... uh, Because we have this film coming out with Marvel. Is it called The Eternals? Yep. With Angelina Jolie. She's going to be in that. Um, The... There's like some funny... I think like Indian dude, he's in that who got really scary jacked. He was like, yeah, um, I forgot his name. It's hard for me to pronounce his name, but he was in that movie with Batista, Stuber. Yeah, Mr. Stuber with, with uh, Dave Batista. Yeah, he was in that. He's the cabbie in that movie. Yeah. He got jacked. Yeah, he got <laughs> scary jacked. But I was, re- um, I was looking into the Eternals and the Celestials. Uh, do you know anything about that team, the Eternals and the Celestials? I don't. I was, I was just going to ask you if you could uh, uh, dive deeper into that. It's just interesting. I, I want to hear, like, Vic's, Vic's uh, side on this, too. Sure. But apparently the Celestials, they created the Marvel Universe. Apparently. Essentially. Like created the, the yes. mutants and, and power. Like, they gave powers. Like, they're the ones that were the, – the Celestials are essentially God's – that are scientists and they test, they tested life on earth and around the universe. So, you know, they, they created the mutant gene. They put powers in other beings. Like, I guess you can also mention the inhumans on that part. And then I think they created the Eternals and the Eternals were these super powered, like godlike beings, like super power, super power. Um, <clears throat> they're probably stronger than than the gods like Thor. I'm not 100% sure. But um, it's interesting because you, you actually got a glimpse of them in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 when they showed how the uh, Infinity Stones were formed. You got a glimpse of the, the Celestial. I never really took into Whoa. account, but it's, it's pretty comic accurate. It's when they went to go see the, the guy with the, the treasure... Uh, he has oh, like the, the collector, Benicio. Benicio del Toro. Yeah. When we'll see him and they show a glimpse of the celestials. What I found interesting, they created they created uh the like all these superpowered beings, right? There's a comic that's going on. I'm this is gonna be another spoiler, uh called um uh King in Black. Are you caught up with King in Black at all, Vic? Yeah. No, go for it, man. I don't care about spoilers. Bro, there's a part where the symbiote infects a celestial. And you get a celestial symbiote. Like a god, this huge, giant robot symbiote. And then Thor, who has the power cosmic, just kicks his ass. Just like knocks him on his ass. I just find that weird. Like you have like this god form and Thor just... It's kind of weird. It's like just mm-hmm. sounds like punching God in the face. I just find that weird. Like this is Eternals and the Celestials because I literally just started reading um my the the first like a Marvel series that I have in I'm gonna say like a few years now 
I picked up uh, volume one of uh, the latest Avengers series that's going on. And the first arc deals with the Celestials. Oh. It deals with them. And it deals exactly like <laughs> pretty much everything you just said. Literally, that's the first arc. The major, like basically finding out the Celestials came to, to Earth. But, and that the rumor was that they, they're the ones that created life. Yeah. They tampered around. They created the Eternals. They were like, you know, just, you know, tampering with things. Uh, the series state instead says that mankind or, you know, humans or whatever, like people on earth was all accidental. Mm. The celestial fell into earth who was dying essentially. And like all like the blood that was bleeding out and all the stuff seep into the ground. And that's how essentially life had started and everything. So I haven't finished the, the first volume yet, but interesting stuff. Cause like, I know that like, that's what's, puts the seeds into motion to get to the Eternals. And then we get the, the film version of the Eternals coming down. Cause there's a, there is a series that they, they've launched a series a few months ago, you know, to get ready for the movie, but then, you know, they have to push it back because of the whole COVID-19. So I'm going to, eventually I'm going to get it to read that and see how that is. But I know Eternals are going to probably be a play a big part in what's going on in the future, hmm. which would be pretty interesting. Not going to yeah. lie. I see because I get confused with the power hierarchy. I'm like, yeah, there's always something like there's always yeah. something. Yeah, me too. Like they, maybe they created Galactus and they bitch Galactus, but then someone like Thor, who's so small, he can take down a celestial. It's just so odd to me. Just the power hierarchy in comic books. I never know who's the most powerful powerful being. I'm like, okay, the celestial, they are a god, so they can probably wipe out everyone. And then my man gets floored in Manhattan from a, from a, a hammer. I think it's funny. Uh, I think I read something that um, Stan Lee was talking about that. And somebody, what did he, say? he said that one day someone came up to him on the street in the city and they were like, how is, um, I think it was like, how is the Hulk strong enough to do this, but then he can't do that? Hmm. And then how can Thor do this? And then he's like... <laughs> Honestly, it just depends <laughs> on who the writer is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Oh, Very right. true. That's it. Yeah, whatever that's the writer the best wants. Answer he could have given. Yeah, I thought he was going to be more harsh. Like, yeah, no. it's comics. Leave me alone. Like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, right. Why are you watching this, dude? I make money off this. I don't, I don't care. I'm Leave it alone, kid. All right. <laughs> I'm getting asked the same question for fifty years. Enough. Like, kid, I draw a kid who dresses up as a spider. What do you want me to What do you want me to tell you? I don't... It's, 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 it's fake. I can't, I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to fucking tell you. Yeah, you know what? Fucking Luke Cage is the strongest in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. He just fucks with the kid. You know Luke Cage? He's the strongest. <laughs> what? The kid, and the kid just goes off and cries and runs. <laughs> or he tells everyone in school... Yeah. <laughs> then they get beat up for it. <laughs> you know what's bullshit? How they make Luke Cage a whack character, but he's also the most, he's the strongest character in the Marvel Universe. And his friends are like, okay, Stan Lee, you never met Stan Lee. You never met him. <laughs> like, That's where I did. He said it. That's where he said it. 
Oh man, that is funny. At the end of uh, Army of the Dead, does everyone die? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Everyone dies. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. the fake Chris Delia, Tiga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the fake Chris Delia? <laughs> the the pilot, the pilot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that was Chris Delia's role, but. You know, he got in trouble. Oh, really? They recasted him with with uh, Tig Notaro, and my pilot was uh, annoying to me. Sure, I know. <laughs> you know what it is? It's supposed to be like you're not supposed to notice. Like she's supposed to be like so well blended in because she shot everything in front of green screen. She wasn't even with none of the actors because the movie was done. Yeah, really? it's done. So she basically just did it in front of a green screen through a laptop with like Zack Snyder on the other side of the country directing her and shit. And he just puts her in digitally. I don't care what anyone says. You can tell in certain scenes that she's not really there. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say it felt so weird. I thought that like her character was, had like a, a a different agenda because it felt so weird watching her on the screen. Yeah. Like what, like what's going on with her? Like, why is she acting so weird? She's just, she just, it's, she just seems out of place, and it, it's very it, weird. It, it just it it it, 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 it it ah excuse me. It's more noticeable when you know that yeah. she replaced an actor. You know, I didn't know, and now I kind of want to go back and, and look at it and see. I was gonna ask you guys how noticeable is it that it was the scenes were for me. It is for me. There's a few scenes that it is pretty noticeable with like you know. If with the lighting and the fact that you know they're also behind green screen a lot of the time as well, so it's just there's one scene in particular like when they're in a like this tanker they're about to go in and the lights like hitting everyone and like some are like in shadow and some are like hitting the light from uh, from like the opening of the door and she's brighter than everybody else. Ah, and I'm just ah, like, ah, that's just so ah. weird. It's weird. It was, it was, it was uh, it, that's just me like nitpicking like little things, but like it's it, it makes it worse when you know, because then like she I spent the movie that. then trying to like be like, oh, all right, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's looks, like, looks accurate, yeah, all right, there, I'm buying <laughs> That's what I thought it was gonna look like. Was she funny at least? Eh. Uh, it, it was uh, weird. A lot of what she was saying, I didn't know if it was comedy or if it was just like. <laughs> trying to act normal and right. it, it really threw me off it threw me off yeah, at the same it's like all right so are these the same lines that chris D'Elia said or did you like rewrite the lines for her right. i mean because these lines suck ah. when first when they first introduced her and she was like i'm in i don't care it's not, i'm like all right that's I whatever i don't want to nitpick whatever it's no 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 we're nitpicking we're nitpicking this is the point this is the point. How does she die? Um, she, she goes out like a G. I'll, I'll, I'll give her that. She oh, gets shot. Right. Yeah, she gets shot flying the helicopter and like in the end because you know they're out running a nuke. She gets shot accidentally through the shoulder, and then the the chopper crashes, and she gets a propeller through the chest. Oh, yeah. Damn. She went out pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. How does Batista die? Uh, you know, the way, you know, a hero would die. He gets bitten by a zombie. Ah. And his daughter shoots the very him. end. 
And then, you know, Dar's got to put one in the head. Oh! That's pretty cool. I'm glad that at least he got some money out of it, or she got some money, because... Yeah, exactly. I would at least at least try to scrape up a couple of dollars when I'm in there and running. Like, hey, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you, you wear cargo pants for a reason, you know? Exactly. You got pockets on the sides. Exactly. That's the only reason you wear cargo pants. You know, <laughs> throw in a couple of, you know, stacks of hundreds in there and, you know, get out of there. Exactly. Cargo pants, they're basically uh, fanny packs fused with pants. Fanny packs are extremely mm. convenient, by the way. Yeah, I, I want to get me a fanny pack because I'm not wearing cargo pants anytime soon. No, no, neither, no. I recommend it. I had one on vacation. It was awesome. My pockets were empty. Fanny pack was full. Fanny pack was full. Felt great. Fanny pack definitely is is a dad move. I feel like I'm heading down that road. Pretty yeah, soon. bro. Where's your fanny pack? You need one. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad, yo, my dad rocked those for years. Of course. Don't mind. Your dads do. Yo, rocked that shit for years. This is his best friend. What's All wrong right. with that? Well, I got a... Pause? Yes. Right. Uh, hold for some commercials. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want to hear what happened at the end of Army of the Dead. I want to know what happens. Absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, better be recording. Uh, <laughs> ending of uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, everyone dies okay. except for uh, Batista's daughter, okay, and uh, Amari Hardwick's character, and because he was protected by the the bank vault. Mm. So after the nuke goes off in in Vegas, <laughs> you see him just push open this grate and throws out duffel bags uh, full of money. And before I get any deeper, like, yo, first off, there's no way you'd be walking through a just, just nuclear like area. There's got to be like radiation. Like, That's so oh, true. Fuck no, it's outrageous. Um, but, you know, he walks into town, he gets a car, he drives to this private airport and he's like, I want to, you know, I want to rent that that plane. She's like, "Oh, that plane, that's owned by someone. You can't do that." So he just throws down like what it can, what I assume is three hundred thousand dollars, right on on the table. And then she's like, well, "Let me see what I can do." So now he's on this private jet. He's on his way to, uh, I think Mexico. Yeah, you know, Mexico he's having a good time. He asks for the the stewardess to you know join him in a drink for champagne. And he starts feeling a little a little bit off, so he goes to the bathroom. Uh, and then the camera pans down. He's got a bite mark right on his arm. Ah! And they're about to land in Mexico. So, and then it just ends with him just like looking in the mirror. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Uh, <laughs> now we're just like, "Okay, now we're going to Mexico, and we're gonna have the just a shitload of more zombies of these things." So I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." Yeah. Was Army of the Dead? All the dead people were in Vegas. Is that what it is? The whole world isn't zombies. No, it's yeah. all. It's yeah. It's all confined to Vegas. Okay. They blocked in the city, basically. Exactly. They just shut it all down, like Escape from New York style. They just shut it all down. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And now the next movie is obviously going to be probably more likely. Yeah, if they do a, an, an actual sequel after like this prequel and anime series comes out, it'll be it'll more than likely it has to be set. In, uh, in like Mexico. How did um, Batista's daughter survive? 
she she's the only one that like makes it out she like rescues the mom she went in there to get and so it's just batista her and that woman and they're in the chopper and she the after it crashes you know she's she gets out but at the same time you don't see if the mom she went in there to rescue is alive or not so i'm gonna assume that she died yeah we don't we don't see that you don't see that so now I'm, i'm thinking all right so you went in there you left your dad you know you went in to get this woman who you didn't even know was alive and now she's dead. Yeah. You're the reason why your dad is dead. Yep. You're the reason <laughs> for so all these problems. That person, I would be like, he's dead because of you. <laughs> that would be totally me. Like, if she has like a brother out there somewhere, I would like. If I was writing this, I would be like, this has to be in there. You sure. killed dad. This is yeah. all your fault. To save some bitch, she's not even alive. <laughs> yeah. You killed her. You killed dad. <laughs> you didn't get the millions. You only got like a. You got no money. And what about Crystalia? What about fake Crystalia? <laughs> She's like her name is Tig. Okay, her name is Tig. Whatever. Fake Crystalia. <laughs> He's <killed> dead too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. Yeah. Overall, it is. Look, if you want to sit down, and you want to have like a good, fun two-hour plus, uh, like popcorn movie. It does the job. It really does. It really is. It's not like it's not breaking the. It's not changing the game of zombies or anything like that. I just find it to be a good genre movie of like zombies and a heist movie mixed together. I think it's pretty. It's it's fun. Zombie heist. It's fun. You could tell it, it, Snyder was probably having the most fun he's had in a while with this one. Um. So I, if you want, if they want to do more, I'm interested to see how this universe evolves. Mm. Mm. So. Interesting. Okay. I'll check it out. Okay. I gotta check that out. I also gotta see. I gotta watch Modoc and I gotta watch Bad Batch. I just gotta check out Modoc. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. You watched it? I'm up to date. Oh wow. <laughs> dope. It is dope. Tell dope. me about it. Go. So I haven't watched the Clone Wars series. Um, I haven't watched any of it. Uh, Bad Batch. It starts off. Um, right when uh, they, the Emperor gives Order 66. And it's just about these clones that are... So, like, basically all clones have uh, an, an inhibitor chip yeah. that, like, controls what they do. Like, they can control their... Like, everything about them. Yeah. So, for these uh, five... Five or six? Five, I think. These five clones are... These five... Uh, they're not clones. Um... Stormtroopers, their inhibitor chip doesn't work. So they don't, or like malfunctioned or something like that. So they don't, they're not under like the control. I like so, that. Um, each one of them has like a special ability, like the one, um, I forgot the name, Wrecker is like the strong one. Uh, there's one that's like a sniper. There's one that has like enhanced tracking and like, physical abilities like super like fast you can track people um there's one that's like half robot um oh what's the other one i think stormtroopers um yeah they're they're, they're not but it's cool um because it shows like they go back to like the base right after they give order 66 so like all the clones are like acting different they're like oh like this is weird and they're still acting the same 
And um, oh, that's cool. That's a real. It's cool because like there, it shows them, and then they basically get faced with they want to stay with the empire or they want to go off because they know what they're doing isn't right, and they eventually leave. And uh, I don't want to tell you the whole the whole plot for it, but now you sold me on that. It's it's cool. It's cool, and I and I went into it because I didn't watch the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um. So I went into it not really knowing how I would like an animated uh, Star Wars show. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I really do. It's cool. Um, Bro, they had they had a, a Star Wars show from the same artist who did Samurai Jack, and I can't find it on Disney Plus, and it drives me. What? Insane. I thought they put it on there. Yeah, it was Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah, they, but they it's put like, it on there? It's the computer one. It's not the Samurai Jack artist. Not the 2D one that came out during Attack of the Clones. Nah, dude. I yeah, I know what you're talking about. There were a series of shorts. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought they put it on there. They said they were. It's not on there. Motherfucker. Unless I'm missing it. But I checked for that because it was so good. It had the Sam- Samurai Jack type, uh, type art. And uh, there was a cool scene where Mace Windu crushes General Grievous's heart. And it, that's why he's like coughing like that in the movie. Like they show what happened in the anime oh. series. Yeah, man. No, that series is really, really good. It's it, it's the two D one. It's not the three D okay. one. You have to, we have to find that, man. It's, it's gotta so be it's out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, they own that, so I don't know why they would yeah. not put that up. Um. Yeah, someone brought yeah. that up. Why it wasn't there? Oh shit! I thought it was here. Oh, okay. It's not there, right? Yeah, no, I just checked. It's not here. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bad, bad. I definitely would recommend. Um, Did they release all the episodes for Bad Batch or you got to go week by week? No, it's week by week. The first one is about an hour and then the next, I think there's th- four out. So the next three are about 20 to 30 minutes. 25 to 30. Not 20. There's four out right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what the series going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just enjoying the ride. If I see a new episode, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I got to peep it, man. Definitely. I definitely recommend recommend that. I um, I tried the first five minutes of MODOK last night, but I was high as a kite, so then I just went to bed. <laughs> it seemed fine. I don't have any desire to watch that. It, it was silly. It's very silly. It, it looked. It was like a robot chicken, kind of. Yeah, I'll watch it because of that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mind a little. I don't mind a little satire with the, yeah. these characters, and he seems like a type of person that you could easily make fun of. So I'm like, all right, I'm cool. I'm yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's it's fun. Iron Man was in it, and it was okay. It was okay. What I'm what I'm really interested in is this Batman. Animated, uh, animated oh, yeah, 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 HBO Max, yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm so, I'm so pumped for that, absolutely. JJ Abrams and Bruce Tim, and so, how do you feel about JJ Abrams, though? You know what? I'm it's okay, it's okay, I'm I'm fine. You know, as a producer, as a producer, he's like, I he puts his names on some good quality stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know as a director he's kind of polarizing mm-hmm. i think it's more polarizing when he does um 
franchises like uh, you know like ips that people are associated with you know star wars star, star trek, trek star wars yeah so but if he does like movies like his own like super eight i i think is fucking great super eight was great so when he does things like his own kind of movies like i'm all for it which is why i think he should start doing more of his own but if he wants to produce if he wants to you know get behind the wheel of like this dc universe stuff and produce yes. like shows or movies like i'm all for it man your name his name is strong his it's name strong. is strong you know he comes with strong. the backing like he can you know he he can put these great shows or projects that have been languishing in development hell and say no let's do this you know he wants to do justice league dark he wants to do he's doing this batman cartoon uh, he's yeah. gonna push forward the new superman movie like that, that's that's good news for me to hear yeah yeah, you know, I want to hear shit like that. I want, I want. That's what I want to hear. There's a Superman, new Superman cartoon coming out. I'm like, fuck yes, right? Let's do that. Right. Let's do this. Right. right. There's no reason why it should be so hard to get a decent Batman cartoon. Yeah, yeah. There really, is no reason. I think. I guess the only reason people would be scared is exactly what you said: is that he is polarizing. Yeah. I, he does know how to like keep things modern and he knows how to modern modernize things while staying kind of true to the source material. But then he does like a few twists that might piss off people. Like I know yeah. some people are not the biggest fans of his Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like Star Tre- I liked his Star Trek because I, I had nothing, nothing to do with the old Star Trek. So exactly. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a diehard. I don't want, I've never mm-hmm. watched shows. I've only really watched the movie, so I go by that. And I look for something that's entertaining. And his, the, remember, I saw the first one in theaters, like, yo, this is good. This is fun. This is, you know, I'm like, I, I enjoyed this. And yeah. as I'm watching, I'm like, yo, this guy should be doing Star Wars. Ten years later, boom, I mean, my own words. Happened. Happened. So. And the only I, reason the third movie, what, I didn't like the third movie, but the only reason the third movie was like that is because the studio got involved. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They got scared. They got nervous, man. It's all reactionary. They got reaction. They, you know, they bow to the pressure of a a very, very, very vocal minority of people who could not handle (laughs) the changes of the Last Jedi and said, "Oh no, we got to change course. We got to go back and you know and do this." Like, no, they should have stuck to their guns and built off what Last Jedi did and just change it for the better. This. People don't like change. They don't. It's exactly the reaction Last Jedi is. People don't like change. They cannot accept change. They can't accept any of the ideas that these new movies were putting forth. I'm like, I really just want to enjoy Star Wars. And you people are making it very hard for me to even love this series anymore. Right. Right. Let it evolve. Who cares, man? Let it evolve. Who cares? Right. Just let it evolve. It's the movie. What's going to happen? Let it evolve. Because... These are the same people that were like, "Oh, Force Awakens was the same as you know." I'm like, "That's fine. That's fine." He stuck yeah. to the same formula, but just let it evolve. Like, just stay with us for a second. He's yeah. obviously building somewhere. Force and Awakens wait. is a plat. You know, it's a palate cleanser. You know, it's to get you back in. It's to familiarize you with the world. And who cares if it's exactly like New Hope? You know, it's for the people yeah. who never watched New Hope. Then right. you know, Last Jedi is exactly what I wanted it to be. It was fresh. It was new. It was. Yes. It challenged a lot of the ideas that you had. So I'm like, absolutely. So that and then the way it ended, 
with that kid grabbing the broom. Like, yes, the force lives on and, and, right. and random people like, yes, let's go. And then, you know, the next one was like, oh, so we're just doing the same thing again, huh? Yes. You're just going to throw me, you're just going to throw Lando in and give me some fan service and throw the emperor in as a, as a, you know, you think this is what I want? So disappointed. So how else can we innovate? How else can we innovate and grow if we're just gonna stay the same? Like give it a ch- okay. chance. Hey, just give it a chance. Not everything's gonna stay exactly the same, especially like in film. If you want it to progress, mm-hmm. you don't want the same goddamn thing all the time. Give it a chance. Let it go somewhere. Throw a rock in the water, see what happens. Exactly. Yes, I agree. I agree hundred percent. The same 100%. people that were complaining about you know, uh, the force awakens, they loved, they loved, uh, the, the, um, uh, the third film. What was the third film called? Rise of, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. They hated force awakens, but they loved rise of Skywalker because it was the same shit. I'm like, I'm so confused. I'm lost. You, I'm lost. You hated force awakens because it was the same, but you love the last one because it's the same. I'm just lost there. And what, and, and what bugs me the most is, a lot of people forget because they immediately attack, attack people who wanted who wanted to keep that same trajectory that um, Ryan Johnson started with Last Jedi. They shitted on J.J. Abrams for the third film, but I'm like, God, it's never it's it's never just the director's fault. The studio is obviously involved. It's not just his fault. He's not going yeah. like, let me just bring it back. Like, no, the studio obviously yeah. is involved. They have the Suicide Squad. They said that movie was shit. That wasn't David Ayer's vision. It wasn't his vision. The studio got involved. Yeah. Like, they have, they have they have a mandate that they have to follow from the right. studio, you know? It's like they could go in with their vision of how they want it to go, but at right. the same time, they also have to appease what the studio wants because that's what the studio thinks would sell. Right. That's why every time, you know, one of these big movies, you know, doesn't come out the way people want, everyone's always ready to throw the director under the bus. I'm like, listen, always. there's there's bigger forces at play here. 100%. There's bigger forces at play here. It's not always, you know, the director's fault. He's only, he can only do so much at the behest of the people he's working for. Because at the same time, you know, he's got to get earn his money. He's got to get his paycheck. Right. You know? So I, that's why for if it's a big studio type movie, I'm like, I'm always cautious. It might not come out the way the director intended. Right. It, there's always larger issues at play. Um, but that, in terms of like, but that's the opposite. You know, if you get like a, an adaptation of like some kind of comic property, but it's made much lower scale, like independently financed, then it's like, okay, he has more creative control that's when you get to blame the director. Right. Because it's his choices to make these kind of moves, to, to do whatever appeared on screen. If right. it doesn't work, if it, does, if it works or not, he's at fault here because he has no one to say, you can't do this, you can't do that. Right. It's, right. It, 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 yeah, it's very, yeah, it's... Uh... But going back to JJ, I think, I think he'll be good. For the, I hope so. I think he'll be good for the DC universe. He seems like you know he's you know he had his choices of where he wanted to go after you know being you know under after working with Disney. He had his choice of where he wanted. He could have gone with Netflix. He could have signed a deal with Amazon. He could have Apple. He went with Warner for a reason, 
And if it's to handle or spearhead DC going forward, you got to give the guy a chance. You got to see at least what we can do. It's no one's saying he has his name's not even attached to any projects to direct. He's even said it so himself. He's going to probably just be behind the scenes, producing, getting these projects to the ground and letting other people tackle them. And that's exactly what I want to hear. Cause then, yeah. or, or some, or not so much what I want to hear, but yeah. I'm guessing what other people want to hear who are fearful that, Oh man, JJ Abrams is DC. Oh, DC is going to be whack now, man. That guy yeah. sucks. Like, no, man. Yeah. You got to yeah. read. Just be, pay attention. L- listen to the names who are attached to these projects. Right. Let's, right. Just, let's just wait and see what happens before we start jumping to, to judgment. Because I, I, I'll admit, I'm, old, I'm fucking guilty of that. I used to do that all the time when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely. I was one of the guys. I was definitely one of them. He got Matt Reeves. It's not exactly. just him. And Bruce Tim. Exactly. Like, He's like, you know, three people. <laughs> two people. Who, who one who's gonna you know probably blow more than likely blow our minds with his interpretation yeah. of Batman? Yes. The other who has years of credibility for Batman, yes. years and years and years of credibility. You know the reason yes. why we all love fucking Batman right. as a cartoon is Bruce Tim. I don't so think they're gonna drive but, it off a cliff. Yeah, not at all. I'm not almost really even like when I read about it, they were saying like you know this reimagining or the mythos and stuff like that. Like that doesn't even scare me. I'm like, ah, you can do whatever the hell you want. What are you yeah. going to reimagine? It's a guy yeah. in a bat suit for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to change? There's nothing to change. So it's not a continuation. It's a reimagining. I, yeah. I don't think it's a continuation of the animated series. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like their, their entire, their, their version of interpretation of Batman and the characters and stuff like that. But, you know, it's not, they're not going to stray up too far from what they look or whatever. They'll probably just be like new designs for the, the costumes. This thing is, is what I'm thinking will be the most. I'm um, expecting a lot more realistic tones and a lot grittier. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm definitely, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm probably thinking too. Uh, for animation, I would, I, I would love it if they went back to like a, a mesh between like something for today and like of Bruce, Bruce Tim styles from like the '90s cartoon, like just a meshing of those two. Yeah. Don't make it look like um, like the DC animated movies. Oh man, the cartoons it's, nowadays are so off. I know it's just it's. I know a lot of there are a lot of fans of the DC animated movies that come out. I get it. I'm not. I don't want to knock them down. But what throws me off is that it's just like the animation is just. It's not for me. It's not up to par. It just looks like. I don't want to say cheap because it's not cheap to make these movies, but for me, it's just like, uh, now there's some the quality could be better. The quality could be better. I feel like there's no like middle ground with those films, man. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, well, I really like the dark Knight returns type quality. I really like mm-hmm. that. That was good to me. But then you have, uh, some films that are, uh, it's just, did you know that there was an X-Men film that was made into an anime? I mean, an, an anime X-Men? Yeah, of course. Marvel licensed a few characters a few years ago to do anime. They did X-Men, Wolverine, Blade, yeah. Yeah. and I think Iron Man. I can't I think remember. think it's cool, but not for me. I'm like, I, right. I'd rather it be anime is anime. Like, mm-hmm. And that's just how I am, by the way. Like, I, I might. Right, no, 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 of course. Like, Everyone's... Everyone has their preference. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I get I that. 100%. Have, 
just rather have it like that. Like if someone released Dragon Ball Z in the same animation form, like Spider-Man animated series, I'd be like, what in the fuck? It just throws me off because I'm so exactly. used to it. It doesn't work. That's why, like, right. that's why like, I'm not that big on Batman Ninja. Like the idea is great. Same. The idea is dope as hell. Same. The animation style, I wasn't too crazy about because a lot of it, it was just, a lot of it was like, I guess, like 2D mixed in with like 3D animation. And like a lot of yeah. times that doesn't, that really doesn't work for me. I don't like, it's like you got to draw it all 2D. It's either 2D or it's 3D. I don't yeah. like the meshing of the two. I, it, that To me, I don't, I've never been a fan of that. I love basically like the Disney style. From like the 90s. Yeah. Everything hand-drawn. I'm a hand-drawn kind of guy. I want to see cartoons hand-drawn again. It's done on a computer. Yeah, It just doesn't give me that, yeah, I that know. feeling anymore. I know. That's why I love the animated series so much because that shit was drawn on paper. It was drawn on paper and it was like the perfect middle ground. It wasn't too boxy. Like the first yeah. Batman animated series. It wasn't too boxy, but it, it, it was slick. Um... Like, for example, Just Sleep Infinite Frontier, mm-hmm. that, that film, it, okay. was, it, was, it was good. Like, animation is fine, but it was a little too boxy for me. And then you mm-hmm. have another film like Justice League Apocalypse, which is like, kind of, which is sexy. The animation is sexy, but it's just not Justice League for me. Mm-hmm. I think for DC, I want my animation to be like the Justice League animated show okay. or like the Batman anime. animated series. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I think the animated series has some of the best, my, my, at least my favorite is character designs. Yeah. All the characters, like it just, character designs. the character designs and just like the animation was just like, it was the golden age for me. Yes. It was, it was the golden age. And I mean, if it never goes back to that, that's okay. But if just, I don't know, I don't know, just a, a, a return to, Simple basics would be a, a much welcome surprise if they were to do that. Like if they were to announce, yeah, we're doing the new Batman show. And it's going to be completely 2D animation. We're doing it the old school way. We're doing it all hand drawn. I'm like, oh, my God, JJ. <laughs> my guy. My guy, man. I mean, now, I, that to me would be perfect. Do you think we're being too conservative, Vic? Like how we just went from like, hey, you got to be creative with these movies. And then we're talking about art and then we're like, no, actually keep that shit. You know, I think it's a fine <laughs> line. Honestly, it really is. Because. Say that again. I think it's a fine line yeah. between, you know, being conservative of what we like yeah. and being accepting to like change. It's a, de- yes. it's a definite fine line. Like, of course, we love the way things were. We're, you know, I, I, I don't like to say that I'm beholden to the way things were. Mm-hmm. I just really love the way things were. Mm-hmm. I just, I really love the show the way it was. I have a lot of fond memories of the animated series, watching it every day. Yes. You know, it's just, it, for me, it set the standard of what cartoons and animation could be, should have been like, at least for me, in yes. terms of, for, for a property like that for Batman. And then the Superman show, same thing. You know, great show. I loved it. Um, unfortunately, didn't have the much love at, for it as I did with Batman. But that was only because, you know, it came out years later. And I was yep. already like, I don't know if I want to watch cartoons as much as I want to watch HBO movies right now. Yeah. That's just me. I was a weird kid. 
Um, how old were you, bro? Uh, shit, what, Superman came out, what, like, 97, I think, 96, 97, I was, like, you like, 10? 8, 9, 9, yeah, 8 or 9, when that you came out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I was already, like, yeah, I kind of just want to watch movies right now. <laughs> Nine-year-old. <laughs> I don't want to watch movies right now. Now, I watch cartoons in the morning already. Yeah. I just want to watch HBO. Like hilarious, man. You know, like Last Action Heroes on right now. You know, can we watch this? <laughs> Am I the only one? I'm fucking into Pokemon, and my man is like, "Yeah, Dad, you know what? I'd rather watch uh, Pulp Fiction." Your dad's like, "What? Yeah, yeah can really? we watch this? <laughs> can we watch Die Hard again?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, but at the same time, it's like. I am also accepting of like, all right, the animation is not always going to be the way that I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I ha- you got to be open to like whatever whatever's new is coming down. So like for the new Superman show, for the new Batman uh, animated show, um, you just got to go with it at least with an open mind. Of course, mm-hmm. like it, nothing's been shown, no cart, no no mm-hmm. character designs. Uh, no date of when they're going to be coming out. So you you really have your own, you know, you got to cross your fingers and hope for the best. You know, it's it's messed up as it sounds. Um, A good example is uh, the Batman 89 comic that's coming out for DC. They have a Batman 89 comic? There's a Batman, yeah, there's a Batman 89 comic that basically continues Tim Burton's... Oh, Michael Keaton's. Yes, yes. Right, Right. So uh, I follow the artist, Joe Quinones, who's uh, doing the art on it. And he's been sh- giving out little tidbits, you know, showing like his character designs for it. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, really? Yes, 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 yes. Fuck yes. Thank you. Let me look that up right now. Joe Quinones? Yeah, he's on Instagram. Joe Quinones, Batman 89. Do we know when this is supposed to be released? It's coming out this summer. This summer? Yeah, it's gonna be. It's a. It'll be digital first, and then they do a print uh, a few weeks later. Wow. Wow. So I thought it was gonna look kind of realistic, but I like the cartooning. Yes, you know? exactly. Exactly, lot. dude. That's it. That's why I am. Wow. All right. And we got Robin in here. Yes, exactly. And like Batgirl. Oh, shit. This is going to be interesting. This this was going to be... Like, he's going to... I hope... What, what I'm really hoping for is that he takes whatever ideas were planned yeah. for the third one. Yeah. If, if Tim Burton had stayed around and made the third Batman film, if they start to... If they put input those ideas... Like, uh, yeah. like, like, you know, introducing a Robin, um, maybe a possibility of Catwoman's return. Um, Billy D. Williams was Harvey Dent in Batman 89. Yeah. I would like to see that Harvey Dent become Two-Face. Right. You know, I want right. to continue with, like, all those things that were set up and unfortunately never, like, really went anywhere. I want to see them. I want to, I want more of that. So I'm really, Same. really excited for this Continue the story on the comic book yeah. pages. I'm really excited right. for that comic. 
Really am. And then the, the designs are just, well, I'm, I'm sorry. You know who the writer is? The writer, writer is Sam Hamm, who wrote Batman, the movie, who wrote it. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So you have, you know, you got someone who's familiar with the characters, who's familiar with the, the world, continuing that world now. Yeah, it's like yeah. a long time coming. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped for this. It's ridiculous, and this is and this, this is this is like a great idea. Yeah, for sure. This is what uh, Zach Snyder should be doing with his Just Sleep. He should just continue it I, on the pages. I think I think that would be honestly best. Yes, I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of that dude. If he wants to curate, continue this world. That he that he's built like enough, just these brothers is moving on from you. I accept it. It's okay. Get your fans to accept that, and yeah. you know, see and work with them and see if you could create continue this as a comic. Because I Straight think up. you know you get so much more out of it on the Straight printed up. page than you would, you know, wait having us wait to see it on the screen. Yes. Yes. Completely. I would agree. love to see that. That's how I think it works much better. You could get any 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 writer, any artist at DC right now. You you know you come to them with this kind of idea. I'm almost certain, almost all of them will jump at the chance to continue this. For sure, for sure. You know, continue the exact now. Don't wait. Like, don't wait. Like how we have to wait for a Batman '89. Like, yeah. let's just. Get it going while it's hot. Yo, yeah, exactly. You know, start you know talking to writers, start talking to artists. You know, do it. You know, do it like you know how you do Batman. If you want to do it as a graphic novel, like the way you do Batman Earth, the Earth One series, yeah. awesome. That way you could get a, a whole story continuing. You can make it a big event thing. Yeah. You know, you do you do the whole story a nice, fucking thick graphic novel. Zack Snyder's Justice League Part Two. Hardcover, make it a big splash event. That thing will sell immediately. It would sell out. I, I I know it. I know it will sell out because people one, you'll have your fans who are just you know who who worship you, who will love to continue this and read it no matter what. And you'll have the people who are curious, but like I want to know what his ideas were. I want to know what he would have done had he had filmed this. And then you know you just get casual people like yo, I need something to read. Okay, yeah, read this. Yes. Win, win, win. Speaking of curiosity, on the pages of a comic book, you can explore that curiosity. You don't have to worry about yes. extra money for a green screen. You don't have to no. worry about hiring this the right actor. You don't have to worry about it making sense in a constrained two-hour film. Yeah. In comic books, you can keep going. Which brings me to my uh, next question. Bro, imagine Christopher Reeve, Superman, and Batman 89 comic book. Like, if they included that... Uh, you know, if it gets to there, if it gets to there, I don't mean, I don't know if I will, uh-huh. I, but I might cry. <laughs> I, might. I might. I might. I might. I, I don't know if it will happen. I can't say that it will, but I will say this. It's a strong possibility that, yes, I will cry. It's I, uh, I, I revere the Christopher Reeve Superman to yes. such a high degree. Yes. To such a high degree. Like, for me, he is Superman no matter what. Yes. I love those movies so much. 
So, oh, he is. Like, super- if, they, if they drew that, yeah, into the '89 comic book, they just had them meet. You know, Michael Keaton and Christopher Reeve's character. I'm like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> yes. It would be. It'd be. It would be awesome. It would be it would be like what they did with the animated series when they had Batman first meet Superman yes. in that movie, which is really, really good for people that have not yeah. seen this movie. But what I love so much about this is yes, I love I'm a, everyone knows I'm a huge supporter of Zack Snyder. And I love it so much because the universe makes sense. You have a dark Superman kind of and a dark Batman. What I love about Christopher Reeves and Michael Keaton meeting is Christopher Reeves is so, he is the light. That's Superman, that is Superman, that is the light. Where Michael Keaton is complete darkness. So what happens when these two completely different universes meet and I think they can do it in the comic book? Yeah, I 100% 100 agree, 100% agree. Absolutely, absolutely, I 100% agree. That would be something that, you know, you're you're reading it and it's just like, you know. It's crying. Warner Brothers. Fucked up by not doing this, man. Yeah. Warner Brothers messed up big time by not doing this. Yes. thirty or you know thirty years ago, they had it. They had it right here the whole time. Michael King would not like Christopher Reeves. Like like these two. These two. I, I can I can picture these two characters meeting on the pages, and the the dialogue would just be amazing. Oh, absolutely, I agree. Christopher Reeves would have made automatically just be doing his. Kansas farm boy, nice guy thing, and, and Batman would be very cynical and just like, uh, <laughs> man, it'd be awesome. All right, well, I think we need to wrap it up. All righty. Um, always a good time talking to you, Vic. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's just so much to go on, but we always save it for the next one. There's always something. Always save it for the next one. There's always, go, there's always, there's always the next one. It's always the next time. We always got something to say. All right, brother. Well, I'll see you. Have a great Sunday. All right. You as well, brother. I will see you. All right. Peace. All right. All right. We can cut that off right there. So what happens? Is the recording just stop recording to you?